Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that Jim and Steve Watch a Show are now on social media. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Jim and Steve Watch a Show. There, you can find out what TV show they will be watching next to enhance your listening experience. Also, feel free to give them suggestions for shows to watch or even a nerd challenge idea. Thanks for listening. I saw a really cool Kurt Russell, Charles Bronson story. Oh, really? They, they, he, uh, Kurt Russell was like 12 and Charles Bronson was, I think, maybe 30. Yeah. And it, they were on a set together and Kurt Russell gave him like a remote control airplane as a present for his birthday. Oh. And Charles Bronson didn't take it and didn't say anything and just left. Okay. And then he came back later and he said, that's the first present anyone's ever given me in my entire life. And he was like so shocked he didn't know what to do i guess he's like the 11 of 12 kids <laughs> and it was like he's he didn't know what to do jim and steve watch a show jim and steve watch a show you never seen welcome everybody to jim and steve watch a show season three episode five and in this episode we are going to be taking a look at the silent sea my name is jim and my name is Steve. And Steve, would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is all about? Every week we go to the streaming services. We try to find a show that either you've never heard of or overlooked for some reason. We watch the first episode, we review it, and then we recommend whether or not we would watch the entire first season. And again, this week we're going to take a look at The Silent Sea. We like to begin with some basic background information about the show. So, Steve, what did you find out? The Silent Sea is on Netflix. It is a Netflix original, so I'm guessing that's probably the only place you'll ever be able to watch it. Uh, it is a Korean futuristic sci-fi show. Uh, one season, eight episodes. Each episode comes in at about 52 minutes. All of them were released on December 24th of 2021. Okay, so it's one season just one season and that seems to be like here's the whole story oh so that's a benefit that's that that changes things (laughs) 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 um okay well um thank you for the the background info um next we like to do something called the summary challenge where we try to summarize the first episode of the series in about a minute or less this time around i'm i'm up You, you are first Summary challenge. Here we go. We begin with a spaceship in trouble. It seems to have crashed on the moon. That would be our moon, Earth's moon. Then we enter a flashback that explains that there's been a water shortage on Earth. They need to send a mission to space to retrieve some kind of sample from an abandoned moon base. The main character is Dr. Sung. We might we meet the uh, flight crew. The mission starts out okay. Then there's a problem with the lander section of the ship. They release it from the ship, but then the ship crashes. So then we go back to kind of the beginning of the show. Flashback is over. Survivors walk to the moon base. One of the guys doesn't make it. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, but hence, there's something up with the water supply, I think. Um Here's my favorite part. They make it to the base and the door is password protected. 
Very good. <laughs> That's my summary. That's very good. Well, and, and it's funny, like whenever I first started watching this show, I'm like, let me get out the piece of paper and the pen because this is going to probably be involved. And it ended up not really being that uh, pretty straightforward overall. I was taking notes, but yes, I was surprised by how yeah straightforward the plot actually was. I agree 100%. Okay, so I will give it a go, though I think you've hit the high points. Okay. We are in the somewhat distant future. Uh, I don't want to say crazy distant, and it, sh- it certainly isn't next week. Uh, but as you said, there is a water shortage. Everybody has a credit card with a letter grade on it. If you have a D, you don't get very much water. If you have an A, you get a lot more. And then there's also the gold card. Uh, which I guess if you know credit cards, I guess that's pretty good. And you get a heck of a lot of water. So you have the Dr. Soon, Sun Soon, who is an astrobiologist. And she is asked to go on a mission to the moon to retrieve a sample. I thought it was very funny that even though they talk about the sample many times, no one seems to know what it is other than it's awfully important to go get it. Uh, they even make a point of, well, shouldn't we know what this is if we're being asked to go to the moon and get it? That's not really for you to know. I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm going then, but they all go. Uh, shuttle crashes. They lose a guy on the way. They make it in while their air is running out. And as you also say, there is a key code. And I'm thinking, how many movies and shows have I watched where there's a key code that the guy knows the code to, but is panicking? And so it's like, boop, 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 denied, boop, 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 denied. And then finally at the last second, he gets to go. But yeah, and, and so it just kind of ends ominously because clearly something has happened at this moon base. Yeah. And I think that's where episode two is going to take you. Well done. Nicely done. <laughs> huh. I don't know why I was so... Just, I just, it just really struck me funny when I saw the key code. I don't, I mean, we talk about it later, but I just, I don't know why it just kind of struck me. I'm well, like, because you've seen it before and you're maybe like, that's why. who are you guarding against? Yeah, that's what my question was. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm like, all of a sudden, yeah, I know, I was like, I know. <laughs> there's a password protected door. I'm like, come on, really? Like, uh, who's going to break into this place? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, great job on, on the summary. So now we are on to points of interest clarification one might need to either have better enjoyment watching the show or better understand it. So Steve, what did you have here? So I will say that this one is pretty straightforward. I don't know. I guess as long as you understand it's the future and there's some space travel and things on earth are not going well, there's nothing culturally that I think you really need to worry about to to get what's going on. And The plot was a lot more straightforward than I expected. So that's also makes it easy easy to watch. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah. So I I don't have a whole lot more than that. I I agree completely that there's really nothing from a cultural standpoint you would need to know. The plot's pretty straightforward. I did say um, if you kind of like atmospheric sci-fi, you know, where you, you get either mood or a lot of, scenery sets they kind of take their time you like that kind of sci-fi think like star trek the motion picture i think right i i think you'll this will be kind of up your up your alley Um, and and i will say also i did not know that an astrobiologist was actually a real thing oh is it a real thing it is like i thought they made that up 
for the show. And I'm like, what is an astrobiologist? And it actually is a real thing. Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how well it pays because how many jobs is there for that? But <laughs> there's like one. They yeah, all fight she, for it. This lady, she has the one job. <laughs> um, some other stuff I had on here. Um, and I, these are just, I don't know if these are clarification things. I, I, I don't really think it's a weakness, but um, I think I was curious when I saw them walking on the moon, like, is that how you walk on the, on the, it's on the so moon? funny you say that because I was going to put that in between a strength and a weakness. Cause they okay. like do these almost like they're on skis, yeah. but like shuffle steps. Yeah. And, I, and like, you kind of think back and you remember seeing footage of the moon landing. Very different. And yeah. They were kind of more doing like this jaunty hop. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it was like, yeah. eh, I, yeah. I don't know. That really struck me funny. Like I thought, if you were probably somebody who knew a lot about that stuff, this will rub you the wrong way. Yeah, that could like, on you. You're like, oh, this even even like like you just having limited experience seeing some of the video from the moon landing. It looks like they were able to take much larger steps too. So yes, I don't know if that's something that you would need to research to better enjoy, or maybe it would make the enjoyment. Yeah. Less yeah maybe you just just go with it and be like, I guess <laughs> that's how you walk on the moon. If you ever find yourself there. Ski steps. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, not not a whole lot here under points of interest and clarification, but um, yeah, pretty straightforward. And if you like sci-fi, atmospheric sci-fi, I think you're be in good shape. On to positives and strengths of the show, things that you liked about it. So, Steve, what did you have here? One thing that I thought was really interesting that I did enjoy is there's this big water shortage. And oftentimes, whenever you have these like, oh, the future is worse, it's kind of these big, broad brushstrokes. But in this one, they were rounding up and euthanizing every pet in the world because they're like, we can't waste water on them. So we got to put them down. And people were getting criminally charged and arrested for hiding their pets. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's an interesting take because you don't usually see that address. Oh. And, and so I like that mm-hmm. the the card thing was interesting only because it, it almost creates a class structure. Yeah, where you know, th- there's even a comment where someone said, "You have a gold card? I've never yeah. even seen one of those." That's right. And, and so it just kind of tells you what kind of clout you have because these guys would come up to these water machines with what looked like a two gallon jug mm-hmm. and if they had a d class it just it filled about a fourth of it yeah and so you, you come to realize how important it is those i thought were both uh really great realistic details and i i did sit back a minute and go wow that's probably true pets probably uh take up a tremendous amount they of gotta go water yeah. right you know um and i did i did have a note too um that i like the water ration card because it seems plausible it seems like something like that could could happen if there was a water shortage. Absolutely. Almost back to World War II where they ration gas. Yeah. And you could yep. only go on dri- drive on certain days and get gas on certain days because they were rationing it for the war effort. Yeah. It's kind of scary how how plausible that could be. <laughs> yeah, so there's even there's even some precedent for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um and I also had a note from before that uh it has a pretty concise plot line that was that was explained well, easy to follow. I was like you. I, I often get nervous when we start these shows. Like, 
where is this thing going? I thought it was going to be complex, but I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it wasn't so like Mad Max Fury Road where we go out and come back again, but, right? But, but it was, but it was pretty straightforward. So I, I did enjoy that. And and you, know, I actually have one more positive, and oh, this okay. is only yeah. because this is a Korean show. This is the first Korean show we have watched that didn't try to be many things. Yeah, it, that's true. it wasn't a comedy. It wasn't yeah. a love story. Nobody had tales. It was just <laughs> sci-fi. And I think that's something that overall, at least to me, is a weakness of a lot of the Korean shows that we've watched is they're trying to be everything to everybody. And, yeah. and this knew what it wanted to be. That's true. Tonally, this was right in the pocket for sci-fi. Yes. Dramatic sci-fi. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a great, great point. And it was under 70 minutes. Yeah, that, yeah another <laughs> another point. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so on to weaknesses and drawbacks, things that maybe you didn't like so much about the show. So um, what do you think? I had one thing happen that was such a huge pet peeve of mine. Okay. Okay, so you have this gigantic water shortage. Yes. And they're trying to make it to this moon base, and that one guy is dying. Uh Uh-huh. And he falls down on the ground, and you can tell this is where he's going to die. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's talking to them and, and it, they're like, I think he asked for water. So they have this briefcase of vials of water. They pull it out, they hand it to him. And then he dies. Uh-huh. They don't pick the water back up. <laughs> they leave it in his hand. And I'm like, what is he going to do with it? Right? Like right. the whole point of this movie or this, <laughs> this show is that there's not enough water <laughs> and you're just leaving precious water in this dead guy's hand. I, I don't know why. Well, I was a little confused by that because I thought maybe he was saying something was wrong with the water. Is that, did you well, catch and that, that? Or And why? I think that's kind of a mystery that we're going to get into. Okay. But, but yes, from their it. perspective, <laughs> they thought he was just asking for it. Right. And so I'm like, so why wouldn't you pick it back up? Or just like he still had oxygen. And they're all dying from a lack of oxygen. Why wouldn't you take his oxygen? Yeah. Uh, so those those were my weaknesses. Uh, other than that, I, at first I thought, well, you know what? This, this show is kind of boring. Yeah. But knowing that it's eight episodes, I uh-huh. believe this was just the setup for it to kind of really take off after this. Yeah, that does change my perspective. I, di- I didn't know that it was was just eight episodes. Um, for for some of the drawbacks I had, that it does take its time. It's um, though it's cool if you like it, but then if you want something that's a little bit uh, quicker paced, you might not like this. Yeah, that's not this episode. I didn't I didn't mind it. I I I don't mind when shows take their time to kind of set things up. And like I said, it reminded me of some older sci fi. One one yep. thing I'm not always a fan of in storytelling is flashbacks, and I think this one had a flashback in a flashback. Yes. If I, if I, if, so sometimes that that gets on my my nerves, but it, was, it wasn't too bad. But I guess it could be for for some viewers. They they might not like that that uh, storytelling device. Um, and I think for me, I, I think it's funny they never talk about what's in the sample. But man, is that going to be important? I think for for me, like when we get to our our next question here. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because. I'm trying to think, what could it be? 
Right. <laughs> and maybe that's why they, they are so oddly vague about it, because sometimes the mystery is a lot better than the payoff. Yes. Which is like J.J. Abrams' career, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the journey, not the destination. Which sometimes does make me make me nervous. Uh, I, so this will matter a lot to me, I guess, for our next question, which is... Would we watch the entire season? Yes or no? Of eight eight episodes, what do you think? This is a qualified yes again. <laughs> yeah. If I watch episode two and it's just more dialogue, I guess mm. I'm probably going to be turned off after that episode. But if we yeah. get into this space station and it, it, or the moon base and it's clear, like something crazy happened up there or the sample is something that you don't even know what it is. Or if they do something that grab you, I, I would watch the season. If it's another hour of just talking, I don't know that I would. Yeah. This first episode, like you said, a lot of setup, they've paced it. Well, the tension's there. Mm -hmm. What happens in the second episode? And I think to a certain, to a greater extent, what the ultimate goal of this mission is. I mean, that, that's going to make or break it. For, for because me. you have to feel like it's related to the water shortage. Like it has to be, right? Has, yeah. So what's what's in the vial? Like, you're uh, not going up there for tacos. Like it has to be <laughs> something that goes to the larger problem. <laughs> A secret formula for for more water, I'm guessing. Something, right, something, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I also have a qualified yes, which might annoy some listeners, but I don't. Well, I don't but it's, <laughs> it's so hard, though. I know. You know, like, I, I, it would be impossible to do this show if we watched the entire first season of a show yeah. and then said, hey, we thought it was good or bad. Uh, we'd still be watching uh, El Fantasma de Elena. <laughs> that would be episodes and episodes of our show. Yes. <laughs> Episode 104. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were, what? 117 <laughs> episodes, I think? Yes. Right. And so it's like you just, you can only take one bite of the sandwich, and then we have to tell you if it's good or not based on that one bite. Yep. And we're going to say, yes, we'll try another one. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Two bites. Next. How does this show rank compared to the other shows that we've reviewed thus far this season. And to remind our listeners, we reviewed Alice in Borderland, Ambassadors, 3%, Ultraman Orb, The Origin Saga, and now The Silent Sea. So where does this fall on your list? So I had placed a tie between Alice in Borderland and Ultraman Orb. Okay. I think I'm going to slot this in behind that. So I guess technically the number three spot. Mm -hmm. And then ambassadors and 3%. Uh, probably flip flops, probably 3% oh, okay. then ambassadors. Okay. So um, I did review my, my list and I thought about it and um, I'm actually in agreement. I have Alice in Borderland first, and then I have Ultraman orb. I have a silent C as third. But then I, mm -hmm. I flipped the the bottom two. I have ambassadors and then 3%. Gotcha. So we're really well, pretty, pretty close. Pretty, really pretty close. Yeah. Um, we're rounding the horn and we're pretty much in lockstep. Yeah. We got what? Five, five more. Yeah. Do, five right? episodes after this. Halfway there. All right. Next on to this day in nerd history. 
And I'm assuming you have something pretty interesting for us to think about. This one is kind of a twofer. And at first, you're not going to know why, but then I'm going to try to bring it home. Excellent. So on January 30th of 1933, Mm -hmm. the Lone Ranger debuted on radio. Oh, cool. On January 31st of 1981, Justin Timberlake was born. Okay. What do the two have to do with each other? Yeah. And it's so funny because I had seen them in a, and for whatever reason, immediately it clicked. So I'm going to talk about the Lone Ranger first. Okay. There were 2,956 radio episodes of the Lone Ranger. Oh, you're kidding. They had 20 million listeners at its height. Oh, my God. Then there were 221 TV episodes. There were two movies, uh, 90 cartoon episodes, and 18 books across the Lone Ranger's history. Wow. Like, you think it, it was able to survive the move from radio to TV to books. Like, it, it just crossed all these different forms of media. Wow. Okay. Now, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. He's a singer a songwriter, a yep. record producer, an actor, and an author. Okay. He started off in the, the, uh, Dis- the Disney, Disney, right? yeah. Disney Kids Club. Yep. He was in NSYNC. He's performed in Super Bowls. He's been in 23 different movies. He's, pr- he's made six different albums. He co-wrote a book. He is a philanthropist. He owns restaurants. And so he, whenever you saw him on Disney, you yeah. would never think he would be who he is today. No. In the same way that I'm betting if you listen to the first episodes of The Lone Ranger in 1933 yeah. on the radio, you would never dream that in 2000, what, like 13, they'd still be making stuff about him. Yeah. Um, and Justin Timberlake even has like a stint on SNL. Yeah, and, and he's funny. He's Justin funny. Timberlake's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> I was always kind of, I don't know, I was kind of shocked for whatever reason when I saw some of the those early SNL sketches with him and I'm like wow yeah he's he can do anything right he can do it right and so yeah. you have Lone Ranger and yeah. you have Justin Timberlake and they have both transcended different forms of media and and become much more than I think anybody thought they were going to be the first time they ever saw them yeah and that's that's so that's such an interesting thing to think about because um they're so many different either actors or or uh ideas like that where like after the fact you know after it's been popular and stuff if you go back to when that stuff was created a lot of people who were in the process of creating it were like no one wanted it no one thought this was going to be popular right and that stuff's just so hard to predict so you know who knew that the lone rangers that have such kind of a lasting impact and, and you're right who who, who would have bet on Justin Timberlake? It, it's it's such it's so arbitrary or seems arbitrary from the outside looking in. Well, and even to go a step further, Steve Buscemi, Brendan Fraser, and Adam Sandler had a band called the Lone Rangers. <laughs> That's right. Are you sure you guys don't want to make that singular? <laughs> right, what? <so>. Why? <laughs> So if you've never seen it, that's Airheads. Airheads, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a great movie. So I'm trying to think, like, two thousand radio shows that's, a, that's almost that's 3, it was 2956 
And now, granted, there probably wasn't the same amount of media to pick from, which would probably explain the 20 million listeners. Right. But that's still a lot of work. Yeah. We talk about how how many different Godzilla monsters they could make on a week-to-week basis. Mm -hmm. How many different cowboy problems can you get into across 3,000 episodes on the radio? Yeah, so I am curious. So it's 3,000 episodes starring... Like the same cast and the probably the now, same now, storyline. They voices kind of came and went. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. it wasn't always the same voice cast, but it was yeah. a continuous, continuous. two thousand nine hundred fifty six episodes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's almost like a a soap opera. Like, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> this time, Lone Ranger gets a bath. Like, what <laughs> like, else do you do, right? <laughs> yeah. That writer's room must have been exhausted. Oh by, gosh, I, by a I can't even imagine. In. Holy crap! Yeah. Um, no, that's funny. I mean, I don't, I mean, I think that really begs the question today when you look at so many different things that are out there, how do you know which one's going to be the next thing that has some longevity or a cultural impact of some, right. some kind. Um, and, and what I wonder is not even just with Lone Ranger, but with all of those older shows, are all of those episodes lost to history? Or is there somewhere even today that if I wanted to listen to all 3,000 of them, I could find them? Yeah. Also, I was just, just thinking when you're talking, like, who is, is the Lone Ranger still a popular thing now? Like, are there, is there an active fan community around it still? Well, well so the, if, if I have it correct, the last one that came out was the Army Hammer Johnny Depp that I think was oh, around right. 2015. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the last new thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe, maybe we have witnessed the end of it. I, who, who knows? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was a good one. Makes you think. It does for sure. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our review of the silent sea. Please join us next time. As we pluck another show out of the streaming universe to review until then, my name is Jim. And my name is Steve. Thank you. Jim and Steve. Let's give it up and him, Jim and Steve. But not out, Jim and Steve. Watch a show you've never seen.